Okay, say something again, will you? What? Hey, all you nostalgic crumb bums. <laughs> Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. What a magical journey for you, Kendra. Magical indeed. What a time. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 25, The Time Has Come Today. The walrus said? Nope. To talk of many things! Alright. Uh, well, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. Week need not apply. Uh, this episode originally aired March 23rd of 1994. A couple of movies to mention. March 25th, we got the Might uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks. Yeah, same movie I feel again. Like that's the one I've seen. I mean, the first two movies are basically identical. The kids are just older in the second one. <laughs> Which one is the one where they're like sleeping in dorms and then they put like ants in one of the dorm rooms that's the one i've seen i feel like that's number three. Oh, because they're like well, older that's, the, and three. that's the one i've seen then <laughs> okay all right uh and march 30th we got thumbelina <laughs> I like which that. my husband says is not a good movie but he's wrong oh okay have you seen it i've seen it no i don't think so i don't think so what is that real uh, yeah i don't sorry you don't know, let me be your wings. Mm-mm. I know Wind Beneath My Wings I... by Bat Midler. Is that okay. helpful? Watch it. Watch it with your child. <laughs> Maybe. Right now, please. Well, I'm busy. Pause this podcast. And <laughs> okay. Watch it. Okay. Uh, music wise, on March 22nd, one of my faves, Tim McGraw, released his second album called a, Not a Moment Too Soon which went on to reach number one on the Billboard Top 200 and the Billboard Country Top 100. And it was Billboard's best-selling album of 1994. Wow. Good for That's you, why I mentioned Tim it. McGraw. It was awarded Album of the Year by the Academy of Country Music. Uh, it included such hit songs as Indian Outlaw, Don't Take the Girl, and Down on the Farm. All ones that he sang when I saw him in concert. That's what I was going to ask. Because I, I think we did, I think you did a little, like, segment of that back for the All the Books show. So you can find oh, that. Oh, maybe. You can find that at soundcloud.com slash all the books. It's called Summer of Concerts, where we talk about all the concerts we went to pre-pandemic. Ugh, it was amazing. It really that was. That concert. One of my, I mean, you weren't there, but one of my favorite concerts. No, but that I've, whole summer where to. we all went to a million concerts. Yeah, that was a magical It really time. was, yeah. It was a good Good and, times there. and little did we know I it know. needed to last us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for a I'm year. still mad about my Vampire Weekend tickets. Anyway, uh, last little tidbit. Uh, March 23rd, I didn't know this happened. Did you know Howard Stern ran for governor of New York? I didn't, but it could be because I don't care. Okay. Well, you know? <laughs> he did. 
Uh, but yeah, for the Libertarian me. Party, yeah. and it uh, did not. It didn't last very long. Oh, okay. His uh, his run. So, but okay. I didn't know that happened, and that was a fact I came upon. All right. All right, Nick. Uh, take us down the zip code. Okay. In 2021, Dustin Milligan, who played series regular Ethan Ward in the 90210 CW years, returned to television in the Peacock series Rutherford Falls, starring Ed Helms. In the series, Milligan plays Seth Kogan, a podcaster who sets out to uncover the hidden history of the town, Rutherford Falls. Have you seen this yet, Kendra? I'm excited. No, I'm excited to watch it. We only watched the pilot, and it was so aggressively not funny that it was just, it was strange. Like, it, it, it was, yeah, I don't know. I think all episodes are streaming. I don't know if we'll check back into it but i do want to hear if you watch it i didn't realize it was out and we've got a 90210 connection here so you can report back yeah all right well let's look at the synopsis for our (laughs) goofy episode today uh the time has come today when the rest of the gang takes off on a ski weekend brenda stays behind and discovers an old diary that belonged to a young woman who once lived in the walsh house with her parents and brother in the late 1960s Brenda reads the diary and imagines herself and the gang as the girl, Wendy, and the gang as her hippie friends. As soon as this, I was like, right, this episode, I remember this episode. I think, <laughs> I think this title is from the song, uh, Time Has Come Today, which was by the Chamber Brothers, came out in 1966 on Columbia Records. So I think that's probably what we're referencing there. All right, but cool. Anyway, uh, if we see who's living in Beverly Hills... Oh, yeah, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, this episode was directed... Tell me! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Directed by Jason Priestley, which I think is a weird choice. Because as... as but, we'll, you know, yeah. as soon as I was done watching it and saw that, I was like, oh, well, that explains sense this to episode. You. <laughs> it's just weird yeah. because it's... I would say, I don't know, 75% of this episode is, is set in the 1960s. So it just seems weird to have a 19-year-old direct that episode. It seems like you'd want somebody with a little bit... I mean, not that you can't learn, but it just seems like that's a weird one to be like, give that teenager. Let's ha- let's have him do the period piece set in the Vietnam War. Just kind of yeah. strange. <laughs> but directed by Jason Priestley, written by Charles Rosen and Mick Gallinson. We have a couple of returning players here, and one they claim returned, but I didn't see him, and that's uh, yeah. Cress, Cress Williams as Deshaun Hardell. He's credited in the opening as, I think it's even a special appearance or something, but he's never there. No. And not only is he not there, but I can't even imagine a scene in which he would have been. Yeah, no. I thought maybe like he was one of the people in the like alternate y- yeah. story, but yeah. they credit him as... Deshaun, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know. No, I didn't credit. see him anywhere. It must be a deleted scene. I don't know. Joe Itata is back, uh, both as Nat and as Sal Busiccio, which I guess is Nat's father, must be. Yeah. So we see a little... That makes sense. We see a little history. Uh, no new recurring players this time, because it's mostly just the gang, but we do have a couple other cast members here to mention. Michelle Scarabelli plays the librarian. Real Linda Hamilton vibes coming off her. Did you pick that up at all? Ooh, no, I yeah. didn't. She looked very familiar to me, but I don't know. Maybe did that was you, it. Did you watch Superman and Lois? Because she plays Martha Kent in Superman and Lois. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't think she's been in the episode. I only watched the first episode. She's only in the first so. episode. 
Oh, well then, so, yes, okay, I've seen yes. her. Maybe that's what that's I know funny. her from. We did a whole <laughs> deep dive review on the Superman and Lois pilot over on the last episode of Comic Book Coffee Break. So you can find that at the Dust vs. Tweak YouTube page. So go find that. She also appeared in shows like Dallas, Diagnosis Murder, Seven Little Monsters, and Star Trek The Next Generation. We have, I know, we have Cheryl Anderson. Really, the only one I've watched, so I guess that's not a fair thing. Nothing, still not on Voyager yet. You gotta give, you gotta give Voyager a chance. Well, we gotta finish Next Gen. We haven't finished it. All right. We have Cheryl Anderson, who shows up as the older Wendy. So this is the character that we see a younger version as played by Shannon Doherty. Cheryl Anderson shows up to bring it home as old Wendy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She also appeared in Dallas. Uh, plus shows like Charmed, maybe with Shannon Doherty, who knows? Maybe. Highway to Heaven, and 21 Jump Street. And she also played Mrs. Boyette in Turner and Hooch. Good times. Oh, to be a, oh, to be a cop with a dog partner, right? <laughs> That's the life. <laughs> I know. And finally, we have Robert Francis Kennedy as himself. Uh, Bobby Kennedy served as attorney general under his brother, John F. Kennedy, as well as President Lyndon Baines Johnson. He was elected to the U.S. Senate in 1965. On January 19th, 1966, he gave a speech at the David A. Howe Public Library in Wellsville, New York, where I literally just came did from really? moments ago. Yes, he did. And he I was, didn't know that. Yes, it's true. It was it was big news, big news back in 1966. Uh, this was when he was the sitting senator, and his presidential campaign was just gearing up. Uh, his presidential campaign, which came to a very tragic and violent end when he was assassinated in 1968. Wowie. He's here in archive footage. Huh. All right. Uh, IMDb did not give me any music clues, but there were a couple of factual errors that I found interesting. Hit me. Apparently, Precious Moments. So yes. the, the journal she finds is a Precious Moments yes. journal. I wrote that and... down and I was like, no way. No way was that in 1968. Well, uh-huh. I noted it, but I didn't. it didn't even occur to me. So Precious Moments was not formed until 1978. Yeah. She wouldn't have had a Precious Moments journal. A weird mistake. Um, All you need is just literally any journal. That was weird. But here's another weird fact to get wrong. Brenda and the librarians say that the Apollo 11 moon landing happened on July 18th, but it actually happened on July 20th of 1969. Huh. I wonder if like the, I wonder if like the prep or whatever, like if, if July 18th was when, when the mission was sort of like go for launch, but it didn't actually, maybe maybe the landing, who knows? That's weird. That's weird. I definitely clocked that precious moments, though. I'm glad you looked that up (laughs) because I was I knew it was. I knew it. (laughs) All right. Should we get into the episode? Yes. All right. Here we go. The time has come today to get into this episode. We start at the Peach Pit. Steve and David are at the jukebox and Steve is wanting David to tell Nat to update the music in the jukebox. And then classic Nat comes up behind him and they're like, hey, Nat. what are you doing donna wants to go to a ski resort she wants all the friends to come brenda is not really feeling that and she kind of uses jim and cindy as an excuse she doesn't say here that she's grounded but it seems like later that is the excuse that she gave she said what she says is jim and cindy want to know when she can set limits for herself yeah it's anyway, a soft lie. It's a yeah, soft lie. A soft lie. At the Walsh house, Donna 
calls Brandon about the trip <laughs> and is like, hey, Brandon, can you get Jim and Cindy to let Brenda go? So Brandon brings that to Jim and Cindy and they're like, she's not grounded. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Which led me to the question, can you ground a fully grown adult? That was, I wrote that down too. I okay. was like, she is in college. Yeah. She's using grounded as yeah. an excuse. That's weird. That's weird. Lame. Lame. Um, so yeah. So then Brenda comes in and is like kind of caught in this excuse and she has to be like, I just, <laughs> I just didn't want to go. Yeah. It's, Cindy's like, Hey man, sorry to hear you got grounded. <laughs> <laughs> she's like who called yeah. <laughs> uh so she goes up to her bedroom and brandon kind of follows her up there and he's had it with oh with yeah her crap he tough loves her yeah he i feel like he kind of says what we're all thinking yeah. he's like you're always going through something yeah yeah he's like i'm going through something brandon and he's like you're always going through something and yeah. i'm tired of dealing with it <laughs> yeah. what am i supposed to tell our friends that yeah. you just didn't want to come yeah, it's it's pretty harsh, and I also don't fully understand what Brenda is quote going through unquote. Has something happened to Brenda? I mean, she broke she, she broke into arrested? a yeah, but she got yeah. off completely scot free. So she's who knows? She's going through something, Nick. Yeah, she's going through something, I guess. So the next morning, Cindy wants to know if she wants to go to a swap meet in Pasadena. Yeah, what's a swap meet? That's like a thing that I've heard my whole life and I have no idea yeah. what it is. I don't, I mean, sometimes people say that when they really just mean flea market, you know, or like a silent auction or yeah. something. It seems like they had kind of an auction situation. So maybe that's what they're referring to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Cindy wants her to come, but she says no. Uh, she's going to stay home by herself. And she's like sitting on her window bench <laughs> and she, she hears it kind of creaking. So... Yeah. She pulls back the pillow, she pulls up the boards, yeah. and she finds a hidden compartment uh, with a orange bandana, a peace sign necklace, and a precious moments journal <laughs> from a time traveler. I guess so, I mean, yeah. The 60s. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts reading the diary. We yeah. learn it was written by Wendy in 1968. And <laughs> I just... I just wrote, oh, diary, I'm so alone. Yeah. <laughs> is that, I don't know if that's something that the diary actually said yeah, or not. It's, no, it's pretty much like it's it's just beat for beat what Brenda's going through. So, of course, she, yeah. she doubles down with this diary. Yeah. So this starts some, I guess you'd call them flashbacks. That's what I'm going to call them. To 1968, but with the gang mm -hmm. as all the as inhabiting all the, the different roles i wrote down all of their roles would you like to know what they are yes i would they are as follows brenda plays wendy dylan plays peter brandon plays will brother of wendy the walshes become dr and mrs edwards donna becomes marianne david becomes seth nat becomes his dad sal Busicio. kelly is michelle and steve is ronnie so that that Very will nice. be who they will be for the remainder. I'm going to try not to go back and forth. I feel like my notes are probably like sometimes I say their yeah. real name and sometimes well, I say their. That's why I wanted to just get ahead of it. It's, yeah, it's this the amalgam. <laughs> I like that they were like, should we have Andrea do it? Nah. <laughs> that's right. I didn't even think about. It. Like well, she... actually, she is a hippie at one point. Oh, like, is she? she? 
She's there. Oh, is she? Okay, I didn't even know. She's a that. hippie at one point, but okay. she she doesn't have a name. No, she's anything. not a named character. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we start with it's 1968. They're eating their TV dinners, watching the news. Brandon, as Will, is very uh, political, and you know, talking about those those hippies. He doesn't like those hippies, and uh, Wendy is talking about like she doesn't agree, but she feels ganged up on yeah. by Brandon and Jim. Will and whatever. Jim, who uh, has hair as Dr. Edwards. Yeah. He's got a full set of hair. He's got more hair on his head than he's got in his chest and back, and that's a lot. I <laughs> I gotta say, Jason Priestley uh, is not good in this episode. Like, right from the get-go in this scene, it's like, it's not good. You don't good. think so? No, I don't. I don't. I think he gets a little better when he's like... When I he's... think he looked the part. He like, I liked his part. glasses and his hair. I'm sympathetic because he's also directing it, but it's like it seems like you'd want him to direct one where he can sort of like just be Brandon, but to have to play a totally different character and direct himself is like, Oh, I don't know. And I just think he starts real rough where it's like, Mm -hmm. he just feels like he's reading from a teleprompter. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we skip to March 31st, uh, still in 1968. And they're again in front of the TV talking about the generation gap. The Mm -hmm. doorbell rings and it is Peter played by Dylan. <laughs> Who looks like he drives a panel van. He looks so <laughs> creepy. That mustache. Oh, yeah. yeah. And His like hair, hair is hair, awful. It's really bad. It's, it's like, really bad. It's like they gave him this long hair, but it really looks like it's thinning, and it's not yeah. a good look on old mm-hmm. Peter. He's there to pick up Wendy. Jim does not approve. Of... You mean Dr. Edwards. Yes, yeah, sorry. Dr. Edwards does not approve of Peter. Wendy says they're going to the library, Mr. Whatever calls him a crumbum. I've already forgotten the name. Crumbum. And he's like, he's not a crumbum. Yeah. He doesn't like him. Yep. Crumbum. At at the Peach Pit, Steve's hair, I think, is the funniest (laughs) thing in the episode. It is really funny. Well, David's pretty decked out, too. David's got, like, this tiny little mustache and this, like, goofy hair and this really tight Steve looked like a character from the Despicable Me movies. (gasps) You're right. He does look like that character. That's what I kept thinking That's very of. funny. Yeah, it's just sort of like these flowing blonde locks, and he's just, yeah. it, it suits him. I mean, it's he seemed, yeah. I feel like, almost the most legit in this. But <laughs> So he and David are sitting there talking about girls, and uh, the girls walk in. It's, I forget Donna's name. Marianne. Marianne. I wrote him down, Kendra. That's what Kelly, I'm here for. I know. Thank you. Kelly is Michelle. Yes. Uh, and then Wendy. Yeah. Brenda as Wendy. Walk in. David's character is very into Mary. Marianne. Yep. Marianne. Yep. Oh my goodness. Everything, it's already, everything it's lines up. It's the David yep. character and the Donna character. Yeah. Yep. So Steve tells David to go up and ask what her sign is. Yeah. Which he does, but she's actually holding a sign. Yeah. So she's like, this is my sign. And he's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. And she, she goes through, it's like a protest sign. It's a Bobby Kennedy sign. And he doesn't use that as an opening either. He's not like, oh, great. Let's talk about that. He's just like, I failed. And he walks away. Yeah. Way to blow Uh, it, Seth. Played by David. Brandon, sorry, Will works at the Peach Pit as well in this story. And he's very mad at Wendy for collecting signatures for Bobby Kennedy at a Simon and Garfunkel concert. Yeah. What a time. (laughs) And Nat, as... uh, his Sal. dad, yeah, Sal, kicks 
Brenda and Michelle and Marianne and Peter out of the peach pit for being hippies. Yeah, he's not going to have his place turned into a hippie joint. Get out of here. Yeah. No hippies. I was kind of surprised we didn't to... really see a teenage Nat, you know? Yeah. I thought, I mean, that seems like an obvious to have Nat be in that story, and they didn't. They say something about him, like, filming a movie, right? Which I thought was a strange choice, but Nat's off in a movie, I guess. Yeah. Okay. June of 1968, we get footage of Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, we hear about Kennedy and all the stuff he's doing. Peter is now dating Michelle. Yeah. Sound familiar? Oh. They're sleeping together, so Wendy says. <laughs> and then we get this scene where they're, like, smoking with these two random people who are not yes. characters from the show. I know. That was so weird. I was like, put somebody we know in there. Yeah. Put Andrea in there. Yeah. I no. kind of wonder, like, I mean, it, it seemed like that would have been the perfect place to use Andrea and Jesse. Yeah. And I kind of wondered if maybe they didn't because they're, like, all, like, doing drugs and smoking. And we know that Andrea is pregnant. And I, maybe they just were like, that's weird. Just forget it. Just just get these two randos over here. I don't know. But it is very jarring to suddenly, yeah. for this one scene, they have two people that are not part of things. Yeah, there. so they're get they're getting into drugs here, and Wendy kind of walks away. She's she's not into that. Mm -mm, it's not her and scene, man. Marianne comes up and informs everyone that Bobby Kennedy has been shot. Mm. Sad times. Yeah. At the Peach Pit. Now we're back in the present. Yes. Back in the present at the Peach Pit. Which you Brenda, know what? I kind of could have done without. You know? Yeah. I was when we were. I was like, oh, we got to look yeah. at this. Just let's just stay. But yeah, we're back in the present. Yeah. Back in the present, Brenda has come to the Peach Pit. She shows the journal to Andrea and Nat, and Andrea suggests that she find Wendy yeah. today. Old yeah, Wendy. She, she's saying that because she knows that they were college students, maybe she can go to the registrar's office or something at the college and get information about Wendy as a grad. Yeah. So Brenda decides she's going to go to the library and look in the yearbooks. Yeah. That's not going to give her an address, but... No, it's okay. not. It's just going to give her a picture. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was funny because, as you know, I work in a library. And they came in and the librarian was like, oh, we haven't converted that to microfilm yet. Microfilm would be such a nightmare to pour through, like, <laughs> thousands of pages of yearbooks where you could just pull, like, the 1968 yearbook off the shelf. Yeah. So, anyway. Hey. Making it complicated. While we're in the present talking about college, I have a serious question for you. Mm -hmm. Is Dylan in college? Is Dylan enrolled in college? <laughs> because I honestly yes. don't, I don't know. Because he was taking poetry with Brenda, but I just feel like Dylan is not a college student anymore. Did something happen, or do they just, they're not addressing that? I think he is. Okay. I think he's still in college. Maybe he is. I don't Time know. Time will tell. Yeah. They take finals after Christmas. Who who knows? You know, they they, they work their own magic. It's a year. it's a crazy, they're, they do college all wacky out in California. Yeah. Yeah, so she goes to the library, she's talking with the librarian, and she starts reading the journal to the librarian, and there's this, like, big hippie gathering that they're, I forget, I didn't write down what it was called. Yeah. But it's this big hippie party, and the librarian <laughs> is there, so yeah. she's like, oh, she writes about that, so now we're back in the story. So... There's this, like, montage of everyone's a hippie now. This is where we see Andrea okay. dancing around. All right, so we get a little Andrea. You know, the leather fringe vest sure, yeah. and everything. Wendy is talking about how she wants to be Michelle, mm -hmm. how she's so jealous of Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Will 
walks up in his ROTC uniform, ROTC, ROTC, and um, he and Peter yeah, Dylan, start yeah. fighting at the mic about, like, the war yeah, yeah. and... Yeah, and Will slash Brandon is like, you gotta respect the Constitution. This is a just war, and it's a winnable war. And Dylan's like, you've been hit over the head by Uncle Sam. I don't know. And they just sort of yeah. go back and forth, like, screaming into this microphone while people are, I guess, listening. Yeah. I don't know. I would have tuned out. So they have to be pulled apart. One calls the other a fascist. The other calls the other a traitor. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was, this. it was never the same. Never. After that moment. That was the moment. I did like their, the way they filmed that, like with her voiceover, how it like lined up with them saying it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I like to do that. He, her voiceover said fascist and he said fascist at right. the same time. Yeah. I liked that. Okay. So back in the present at the library, the librarian's like, whew, powerful stuff, She's man. She's all in. She's all in this yeah. woman. Yeah. So the library's closing, but she said that she'll pull the yearbooks that she wants and uh, have it for her the next day. Back in the 60s. Welcome to the 60s. Uh, Brenda has, or, not sorry, Wendy has just gone <laughs> to see 2001 Space Odyssey. And uh, it didn't go so well because Michelle took LSD. Yeah, started and was out. really yep. freaking out during the movie. So yep. they brought her to the pizza pit to have a chocolate shake, even and... though it's... Uh, Closed. closed yes and we learn here that will slash brandon has a bit of a crush on kelly slash michelle and so he's all yeah. too willing to make her an after hours chocolate shake <laughs> so while the chocolate shake is happening peter and wendy go to his van <laughs> and are like they're it's getting on. hot and heavy in it his van on. yeah yeah so he this is i cannot imagine kissing him while he looked that way that <laughs> no, mustache was... i just imagine the hair yeah not pleasant Mm-mm. not pleasant Mm-mm. feel the no. shade there no but when... he's like i want to be free and spontaneous with you and yeah, yeah you he's know. like michelle and i don't care about monogamy i just want to make love to you and then he says i wrote it down yeah. let me get the quote exactly right he says mm, yeah sweet love <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I dislike uh, this scene. Luke Perry has said it. this, so that's a, that's a fact now. <laughs> but Wendy couldn't go all the way. Couldn't do it. She she didn't do it. Couldn't, couldn't go the do distance. it, and she she ends it that section by saying she feels like she lost the great love of her life. Yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah. Although that's she not did a go great. All the way with Dylan, it's she sure did yeah. many times. It's not a great. Uh, look for peter here that she lost her great love because she wouldn't like sleep with him in a van while he's dating somebody yeah. else you know yeah whatever <laughs> yeah at the walsh okay so now we're back in the present okay jim jim and cindy come back from their swap meet they got some vase or something they're <laughs> yeah. very excited about. i think it was like a lamp like a vase lamp it was dumb whatever it was i hated it uh and they're like oh brenda didn't leave the lights on so they think she's not there but they come upstairs she's in her bed crying saying i didn't want to go skiing because i'm still in love with dylan yeah here we have it again look i still here we go again that was kind of like why are we doing this but i was actually kind of glad to have that just because I don't know. It makes some continuation, right? It makes that weird scene after the whole Stuart debacle at least feel like it was intentional in some way. Yeah. So she's like, "Poor Wendy," and mm-hmm. Jim and Cindy are like, "Who's Wendy?" Yeah, they don't know. 
We're very confused. All right, May 1969. We jumped ahead a year. We went to the moon in 1969. What a sporadic uh, amount of journal entries are in this Precious Moments journal. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So Wendy's writing about she doesn't recognize herself anymore. Like she's feeling alone. She feels like she doesn't belong kind of thing. She met up with the girls at the Peach Pit and Steve and David's characters are there watching and David's talking about how horny he is because Marianne (laughs) won't have sex with him. Right, yeah. Yeah. Again, very reminiscent of the present day. Yep. So Steve is like, you just got to go for it. Yeah. You just got to, you know. So later on in David's door, what's David's character name? Seth? Seth. Is that his? Steve is In Seth's dorm room. Yeah. Marianne and Seth are there and she's like, oh, it's getting late. He had unplugged the clock so she wouldn't Uh, know what time it was. You jerk. And so now he's she's in there after hours and she's like, what are we going to do? So he just like turns the lights out. And then Wendy's like, and they went all the way and he never spoke to her. Ever yeah. Again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And so two things about this. First, we've had a couple of scenes where Wendy is not present. And I'm like, well, how is this in the journal? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, unless they were like, so then he went and he turned the lights off and then I stayed and we did it. You know, which is kind of funny. But yeah, yeah, never spoke to her again. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Seth. What a jerk. Not cool. Foreshadowing, maybe? Mm. They haven't done it yet, have they? Sure they still have not. No, okay. they haven't. Yep. Perhaps. Yep. Okay, so now we're back in the present for a quick scene where Brenda is like, Jim and Cindy, this is a great journal. Let me read you a section. <laughs> so now she's reading to Jim and Cindy. Yeah. Back in the past, Wendy's family is they're watching TV again, doing their uh, TV dinner. Right, thing. yeah. And, Bre- Wh- sorry, Wendy, oh my goodness, Wendy is wanting to go to this rally. Yeah. And Will is like, you can't go. And she's like, it's going to be a peaceful rally. Like, I don't need your permission to go. And he is like, well, are you going to come watch my graduation from ROTC, mm-hmm. which is at the same exact time? Of course it is, yeah. And he's very upset that yeah. she's not going to yeah i mean he's hurt but he's also being pretty manipulative as well oh yeah you know he kicks the tv he breaks the yes TV. he breaks the tv oh my gosh yeah just and kicks it cindy cindy is like i was watching that like she's like crying she's yeah. she's crazy in this her episode. hair her hair game is perfect hair alone big, yeah i know it's like a it's like a 70s tom jones kind of look it's big yeah and Jim is like, yeah. do you see what you've done to this family, to Brenda? <laughs> fair. Totally fair. <laughs> at the rally, at the protest, they're like in this building. They're doing like some sort of skit. Do you remember this? Yes. They're in the hallway. Yeah. Peter is. Yeah. The police arrive and start, you know bashing people's heads right, in right, right, yeah. arresting people away. yeah wendy goes to find peter but he gets uh hit by the police she is arrested and charged with trespassing and resisting arrest hmm. and she also says that the next day will shipped out and she did not get to say goodbye oh yeah that's rough and oh then we go back to the present and brenda's like mom dad peace <laughs> 
<laughs> and it was she has a cring- necklace. It was so cringy. It was. Yeah, there's a couple so of moments cringy. like that. Yeah. So later, Brenda is telling them that her and Wendy are basically the same yeah, person. Yeah, they're twinsies. Yeah, they yeah. are. And then we learn that Will, there's letters in there from Will. Yeah. He wrote her. Um, and they, they kind of reconcile, right? Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. At the library, there are no yearbooks, but she got an address for her. Hey, from the alumni office. Yeah. And apparently in the the last entry is just like a bunch of random numbers. Yeah. And so she wants to ask older Wendy what the... That's the first question she's going to ask what her. The so she are. says. Yeah. All right. Back to the journal one more time. July 18th, 1969. So this is where they say that the moon landing was. Yeah. Apparently that didn't happen until the 20th. Okay. Whatever. Um, so... 1969, man on the moon, Peter comes to the door, and they haven't seen each other for a while, but he says it's been, so, you know, kind of intense since yes. the rally. So the doorbell rings, though, and, and uh, Pippa, I think is her name, whatever, Cindy, Cindy's character, is like, yeah. oh, did you order pizza? And, oh, yeah. And Wendy's like, yes, one mushroom, one cheese. And she's like, what kind of crust? I don't think so. I don't think you have. You don't no, think there's multiple. Crust I don't think options. you have crust options in 1968. That was like Pizza Hut in the 90s. No way, <laughs> no way. So yeah, she goes to the door and it's not pizza. It's Peter. <laughs> not pizza. Peter. <laughs> yeah. Pizza Peter. Um. So he is going to drive across the country with Michelle because apparently they've broken up. But before that, they decided they were going to go to Woodstock. Yeah, they made a vow. They were going to go to this big outdoor concert. Yeah, so Michelle is not doing well. She is like an addict. She's like always high, apparently. Yeah. He also says he's going to move to Canada, and will will Wendy come with him? Yeah. So, so it's, I mean, it feels like at this point, him and Michelle are like not really a thing, and he's kind of yeah. he's kind of switching back to caring about Wendy, I guess. Yeah. I don't have kinda. a good read on the Peter character. Yeah. I think we're supposed to like him because he's Luke Perry, but I I don't really. Have He's good vibes. Like no, we all like. No. Yeah. Okay, so Brenda in the present finds Wendy's house and Wendy and we meet her in real life. Yeah. I did not I mean I, I kinda remembered how it played out, but as it was leading up to it, I thought she was gonna come there and it was maybe gonna be one of those things where like, Wendy died in nineteen eighty four or something. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's no. really it's the first person she approaches just is Wendy right out there like gardening. Yeah, she's there. Yeah. Uh, she assumed her mom threw the journal away, so she's very, you know. And that makes exactly no sense because it's clearly hidden in the bench seat with the bandana. So, like, somebody put it there, and clearly Wendy yeah. was the one who put it there. So I just think it's a really strange thing for them to say, but okay. Yeah. Uh, we also see out in her backyard is her mom, her son, and her son's girlfriend, Michelle. What a weird coincidence. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Uh, we learned that Michelle died of a heroin overdose. So In 71, sad. like very shortly after this, two years. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. So they're looking at yearbooks and different pictures of everybody. And we learned that Peter became a writer. We learned that Will never made it home. Yeah, she never got to see him again. That's sad. Pretty rough stuff. And so she is like, you know, stay close to your brother. Brenda says... So this is, she's leaving and Brenda's like, come around. 
like I'll give you a yeah, tour of the house show, show and the peach pit. And, yeah. Yeah. And she asks about the numbers. She almost forgot. She did. Yeah. To ask about the numbers. Yeah. And apparently it's the number of the roads they took to get to Woodstock. I love it. So she did. She went, she went. with Peter to She Woodstock. went. Yep. The last scene is at the Walsh house. Turns out the gang didn't go skiing. Nope. They stayed and they're all going to go to the beach now. They're going to go. This I like this because it was a kind of a deep cut reference. David says that, uh, you know, the weather where they were going was crappy, but it's warm and sunny in Palm Springs. And his grandpa, his grandparents invited the whole gang down. Remember? Oh, yes. That's from season one where they went down yeah. to the whole Palm Springs. Yeah. And they all yeah. loved David's grandparents. I like that. That was a deep cut. And I liked it. I appreciated it. The last little joke is they see that Brenda rented the movie Woodstock, yeah. the documentary. Yeah. And uh, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. They just go off joking about Snoopy. Yeah. All right, Kendra, what was your 90210 snap? I don't know. All right. All right. I, maybe when she's crying over Dylan in oh, her room. Yeah, I feel like we've reversed because that's the kind of thing I would normally say. <laughs> but for me, it was the TV kick. It was just so out of left field oh, for Will to go TV up and kick. just put his foot right through that glass TV screen. I was like, whoa, that was my 90210 yeah. snap. Verdict, yeah. Kendra. What was the verdict? Does the episode hold up? I didn't really like it. I loved it. Really? I really did. Look, this is, other than probably Brenda, like, zeroing in on the, the Dylan situation, it's, like, utterly skippable and is very indulgent and is kind of stupid. But I, as soon as it started, I was like, I love this episode. So maybe it's just I my think... love of, like, the 60s and, and Bobby yeah. Kennedy and all that. But I, for whatever reason, this is, I really like this episode. This is a standout for me this season. I, uh... Yeah, I, maybe it's just because it's so Brenda-centric, and yeah. I'm just like, like Brandon, I am over all yeah. the stuff that Brenda's always going through. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I just, think maybe that kind of colored it for me. I just thought it was fun to see the gang play like slightly different characters, and I will say that they really, I feel like, went for the 60s aesthetic. Like, the furniture, a lot of like mm, really detailed yeah. things. Um, I don't know if they're like borrowing sets from other places, but when you're in the Walsh home, there's really like clearly recognizable, like it's the same round door, it's the same staircase and everything. And you can tell that they're shooting the scenes when they're in the living room. It's just like the front corner of the Walsh room, not the bookcase background that you normally see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they did a lot of really clever things, I think, to redress that set. And all of the like little touches, I, I really appreciated. And yeah, I just liked it. I just liked it. Yeah. I, I definitely think like, I don't know. I, when I saw that it was Jason Priestley, I was like, well, this was a little goofy sometimes. So I feel like that yeah. makes it. I feel like his episodes tend to be a little goofier. I think so, too. And I do. I will knock it for that because I do think that's a mistake. I think a different kind of director probably would have gotten a little bit more like realism out of it because it is. It's not that it's played for laughs, but it's melodramatic and not always. The it right reminded ways. me of, you know, have you seen Boy Meets World? Have we talked about this? I have, but I. You know, okay. Not really. There's an episode where I think it's Corey gets hit on the head or something, and he's in like a coma, and okay. then it's like this whole story in his head about like he's going off to war, and it's like a whole thing with World War II. Or I mean, something. it's definitely not a new trope that they're exploring here. You know, lo yeah. lots of shows have done this, but 
I had a good time with that. It was almost well, like... Well, I'm glad you did. I was just kind of like, ugh. It was like taking a break from watching 90210 for the week, honestly. <laughs> because, it, you know... Yeah. It was just like watching a TV movie about the 60s with the 90210 cast doing, like, yeah. community theater, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I, I was in it. I liked it. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Well, anyway, we will be back to the future next week, so don't worry about that. Kendra, did you know that outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I'm the host of How's Things, the podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library, which you can find at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts? I've heard of it. Have you? Well, yeah. uh, we just did a bit of a crossover with the Radio Meanwhile Network because a while back, Hillary interviewed Alex Irvine on previously on X-Men. And I interviewed him this week for How's Things, so you can go find that. It's a good conversation. We we talk about space, actually. We talk about the moon landing. The final frontier? In that episode. That's Star Trek, and I appreciate you bringing it up. But no, <laughs> uh, but no that's it. That's that's where you can find me over at uh, How's Things. What about you, Kendra? Where are you in this world? I'm Miss Musebox 91 online, and I have a website, MissMusebox.com, and I am the co-host of the podcast... 90s music got me. You did it. You said the right I one. I did. I almost said the wrong one. I could one. see the hiccup. I could, yeah. <laughs> um, where each week we talk about a different 90s song. Most yes. recently, we talked about Roll to Me by Delamitri. That means nothing to me. So I guess well, I'll you better to... listen to the episode I, then. I will, yeah. I'm and you better watch Thumbelina. Okay. All right. I, you give me a lot uh, of assignments this week, but I, yeah. I will do my best. <laughs> Anyway, you can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with Season 4, Episode 26, Blind Spot. You gotta watch out for those blind spots. This one is set entirely in the 70s as they go. (laughs) It's Watergate-themed and (laughs) goes exactly as you think it will. Who would be be Nixon in a Watergate-themed episode? Boy, I mean, I kind of want to give it to Nat, but I feel like... I feel like James Eckhouse could probably get some good, oh, good yeah. mixing vibes going there. So, yeah, we'll give it to him. For sure. Yep. All yep. right. Cool. All right. Kendra, 902 yeah. and here we go. 